Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson, and I am your host. Today, I have Dyer Keithley from the band Volcondra here in the Metal Forge, and they have a special announcement for us today. So I am so excited to find out what that is going to be. I think I got a really good idea already. So... We're going to check in with him in just a few minutes, but before we get into that, I also have Athena here today with a new episode of Metal Mischief, where she is going to be reviewing the new Boya and Spasticus split. So we will check in with her momentarily as well, but before we get into that even, let's talk about this. Uh, News broke yesterday that Ozzy had delivered his new album to Epic Records. And, you know, he put out an album here back in 2020 called Ordinary Man. And while there were a few good songs on there, there were a few that, in my opinion, were just kind of like, meh. You know, just not like the Oz of old. Of course, he's like 72 or 3 years old at this point. But, you know, he's still out there doing it. It's really interesting because after I read the Loudwire uh, article about this, it seems as if it's a big collaboration album. 
which is always which is always an interesting thing in my opinion. But I see Chad Smith is on there. Rob Trujillo has come back for some stuff. Duff McKagan, Tony Iommi, Eric Clapton, Zach Wild, Jeff Beck, Josh Homme, uh, Mike McCready. You know, there's so many people that are on this. It makes me almost wonder, you know, is this going to be his, like, all-star jam-out album? You know, I think, you know, Hey Stupid from Alice Cooper was that way, where... He, he had done a big collaboration album in the early 90s. So it's really interesting to see when it's going to come out and what it's going to have on there, which it got me down the rabbit hole of seeing what albums are coming out or have been somewhat announced but not really given dates on, which was really interesting. For example, Anthrax has uh, said that they're going to have a new album out hopefully this year, sometime in 2022. And, you know, they haven't had an album since 2016's For All Kings. So I'm always interested in anything thrash-related because that's what I like. You know, I love the thrash stuff. So hopefully that'll happen. It also looks like Avenged Sevenfold is going to be having a new album coming out as well uh, at some point. And they haven't had one since the stage in 2016. So another six years uh, there for them as well. Obviously, Megadeth is coming out with the sick, the dying, and the dead. Hopeful, uh, probably sometime this year. I know Steve DiGiorgio from Testament is on that album, so that's going to be interesting for all you Ghost fans out there. They're talking about uh, releasing a new album here in 2022 as well, and they haven't had one since 2018. So, anyways, yeah, the the whole album thing is is pretty cool especially from these bands that are tried and true and tested. And obviously, we love seeing new music here on the Metal Forge, but you know, I always want to review these people as well. So, hell fucking yes. I dig it. So, let's go ahead and check in with Athena here, and I will be back when she's done. Athena, what do you got? Misfits and miscreants, bangers and mashers, deviants and the deviated, the tormented and the fermented, ghouls and goblins, creatures of the night, jack those headphones, crank the volume to max, spark it up and just relax. It's time for your deadly dose. Welcome to the next installment of Metal Mischief. I'm your host, Athena, and on today's lineup, we have a new album that is split like your crack in the back between Italian death metal thrashers, Spasticus, and Boya. Spasticating execution is a much welcomed breath of death air. So, put down that vino. This could definitely get messy. You're going to need to spark up a spliff, crank up the cassette player, because that's right, folks. This album is actually offered on cassette and CD. I'm hoping someday on vinyl, maybe like, you know, one of those like special things they put out. Anyway, we're going to let the hair loose. We're going to turn off the idiot tube and we're going to turn up this radio as loud as it can go, because it is time for some Spasticating! So, 
pause for a moment. Wow, I take a sip of my beer. We'll do a shot. I do want I do that's my producer. That's my producer, Dustin. Shot? Shot. Yes. Shot. Woo. Good old Kentucky bourbon. That's right. All right. Wait a second. We're not in Kentucky anymore. Just like transpose us over to Italy for a minute. This is where both these bands hail from is Italy. This is a spicy blend of death metal delicatessen with, well, fuck. I meant to say, <laughs> it will add the perfect dash of death and thrush metal to any dinner gathering. And you know what, folks? I'm going to keep that in there. We are not cutting that out because that is just a stoner moment. And I'm sure you all totally understand that. Anyway. <laughs> With a tantalizing heathen appetizer, Spasticus unleashes some delectable classic brutality with Crypt of Freaks. It's a very enticing opener for the album, I must say. With pounding blast beats and the perfect blend of thrash mixed with this almost carcass-like vocals, this dirty blend is a vivid, is just totally vivid with raw metal. The production is gritty, and I love my fucking grit. I love my grit. And due to the fact that this was recorded in their practice space, it has this really warm quality that makes you feel like you're kind of just sitting on dude's fucking couch. <laughs> okay, well, I must add that it was mastered at obsessive rumble studio in Italy. And I also must add that I really like that for a studio name. That's pretty fun. <laughs> Alright, so actually in the background we were just listening to Spasticus. This is Hideous Eternal by Spasticus that you're hearing in the background. When this song ends, it will be Boya, Coffin Claustrophobia. I can only fucking imagine... I mean, please, put a little bell on my grave because I do not want to die that way. Although, man, maybe that is like the epic death. Like, you're buried alive and like... I don't know. I'm going to take that back. I think that's actually pretty epic. (laughs) I still want the fucking bell, though. (laughs) All right. So, I think we're just going to ixnay that main course and go straight for dessert. If dessert was served with a fucking scorpion. Boya is straight up my kind of death metal. Technical in its recipe, savory in its finish. Boya makes the perfect brutal batter. I enjoyed every lick, every bite, every finger licking piece of this Italian death delicacy. I mean... Boya has, like, this classic edge, man. Like, think, like, autopsy. You guys all know what I'm talking about. This delicious meal was recorded by Fabio Monaco from Bunker 66 at Sound Empathy Studios and mixed by Lex, quote-unquote, Lex Morrow at LMLM Recording Studios in Italy. 
And once again, I just have to say, um, I'm sorry if I butcher anybody's name. I'm trying over here, I promise. So there's something really special to me about like split albums. And I think it's just like that convergence of two bands getting together and being like, man, let's do something really cool and put this shit out and like we can both get our names out there and split the fucking cost because, you know, everything's goddamn expensive. So why not like team up and like do it together, right? Well, I'm glad these guys did because this split album is so much fun. And it's, you know, it's just such an, a fun way to get to know new bands, too. You might have heard of the one, but not the other. You know? Sometimes it's not always a good mix, though. But Spasticus and Boya are a very viable companion. You know, uh, um, I really think that these flavors blend really well together. You know, and of course, I had to dive into both bands' history and listen a little bit more to some of the other things on that menu. But, trust me when I say you should try everything both bands have to offer. And because I love plugging all the local shit, you can find Spasticating Execution on, and I'm going to do my shitty drum roll, because this is an awesome record company name. Caligari Records. But not at your local grocer. I'm now hungry. Well, you should be. <laughs> We've been smoking and drinking all night. In Caligari. <laughs> that that's not calamari. That's Caligari. Oh. <laughs> all right. It's time to meet our cooks. Spasticus is... And I'm just going to reiterate, I'm sorry if I butcher, my dearest apologies. Jan Spaticus. Spasticus. Spasticus. Spaticus. Spaticus is actually kind of cool, too. Guitars. Cross von Barber... Barbary? Barbary? Barber. Uh, Barbie? I don't know. Barbary. Barbary? Barbarella? Vocals! They did vocals. <laughs> and I like how this guy's got numbers in his name. Walter669. Is that your handle, dude? You're on drums. You are on drums. And then Toto Shizoid. Shizoid? Shizoid. Toto Shizoid on the Mighty Bass. All right. That was Spasticus. Now we have Boya. Anti-Urban. On the bass. The mighty, mighty bass. And I think it's Beppe DP on drums. Road Warrior, which of course makes me think of fucking Mad Max. The Road Warrior. On guitars. And now I'm just like picturing, you know, Mel Gibson on guitars and that's fucking with me a little bit. Anyway. Uh, and then Chromach. Chromach? Chromach? Either way you say it, it's pretty fucking cool. On vocals. Oh, speaking of that, here is Boya. This shit is really brutal. Very delicious. All right. Anyway, of course, I want to mention that you can find this badass album on Bandcamp. 
You can find everybody on Bandcamp. No matter what your musical stylings are. Say you're a metalhead during the day and you want to listen to some like floofy stuff at night, go to Bandcamp. You can find it all. I'm just saying, every metal has their floofy music. We're all gonna be a liar if we say we don't. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> go to Bandcamp, support indie musicians. Alright, I just gotta say, this album was so good. Wait, 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 wait. I'm jumping into things. I gotta hit my bowl first. Wait a second. Oh, and that sound means it's time for another shot, actually. We can't round this off without, you know, <laughs> rounding things off. <laughs> Cheers to us, Sen. Alright, so, in hindsight, this album was so good. I had to go back for seconds. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, make that thirds. You know when you gotta like unbutton your pants and everything to let the belly out? Yeah, that's where I am right now. But there's always room for a digestive. Yeah, that's right. That means it's time for Athena's five shot review. So if you're new to the program, then this is gonna be enlightenment for you. If you've been here before and you've heard me do this spiel, then you can just like, you know, do your thing for a second and come back to me. But, here we go. Five shots. That means I needed five fucking shots to get through the motherfucking album. Four shots means, could have used some oomph. Three shots means, good, made me air drum. Bang my head. Two shots. Really fucking good. Put that shit in the glove box for traveling. And oh, oh, one shot. Excellent. I'll probably have a bang over in the morning. So here comes another shitty drum roll. Oh, now this dirty coupling definitely deserves. One shot. I'll probably have a bang over in the morning and maybe some gas. Until next time, keep it heavy. All right. Thank you so much, Athena, for that awesome review. Hell yes. So we're going to start things off the right way here with Volcondra. We're going to go back to the beginning. We are going to Plains of Despair.
right, metalheads, I have a great treat for you all, because back when this show was an actual radio show before a podcast, I had this gentleman on. His name is Dyer from the band Volcandra. Dude, it has been an, it's been like a long time. It's been like three years since you've been on. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, <laughs> like, what the hell? How have you been? I've been good. A lot of changes, but uh, everything's still going steady. Life's going good, and you know I'm I'm living it up as much as I can right now. So hell yeah, yeah. I mean that's what it's all about because like you know the world caught on fire there for a little bit, and now we're coming out of it for the most part, and we're all getting back to doing shows. And I'm just excited to see all of you guys and all of the all of the friends bands here in Louisville along with the people that are coming through so how has Volcandra been over the last few years uh we've been doing good as far as playing concerts we've we've kind of slowed down on actual playing shows and everything like that but you know we haven't completely stopped but uh we've been focusing on writing a lot and we've actually got some uh, pretty cool announcements coming out uh so we uh, we wrote a little EP uh, and recorded it ourselves with Devin Harper uh, here in Louisville. He did the original album as well, right. but he has a uh, studio, uh, Nocturnal Media. We recorded an EP with him and sent it out to a uh, record label, and apparently they liked it, so they signed us. So as of uh, as of right now, we are signed to Prosthetic Records. Uh, Holy so. shit! Yeah, man, we're we're pretty excited about that. There's a lot of uh, amazing bands that have been on that label and are still currently on that label, and really excited to work with them. And Prosthetic has been amazing so far. That's you know, I was a little worried because you know this is our first time really working with a record company, and you know I'd heard horror stories and everything, but they have been amazing. The communication has been great. Everything has been laid out. You know, we know what we're getting into. We know what's going to happen. Everything's, you know, it, it's, it, they're just great. I can't say enough good things about them, especially Steve from Prosthetic. He's awesome. Definitely. And anybody who doesn't know that Prosthetic, you know, has been around for about 25 years now. So, I mean, they've had tons of people on there. They've had Lamb of God on there. They've had Animals as Leaders on there. Uh, yep. Uh, Gojira. Yeah, Gojira was on there, I believe. Uh, Entheos, I think, was on there at one point. Um, uh, Skeleton Witch, I think, was on there too. Hell yeah! Um, Marty Friedman has been on there. So wow, totally, totally awesome people have been on this label, and pretty heavy bands as well. I mean, yeah. thirteen forty nine has been on that label at one point. Uh, Kylisa, you know, if you're anybody of the fans of Black Tusk and 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 people like that in the Georgia in the Savannah Georgia swamp metal, you know, Ky- yeah. Kylisa was on there. So holy hell, that's like that's pretty fucking heavy, dude. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. Real excited. The guys worked real hard, so I can't say no, uh, you know enough good things about the guys in the band. They worked real hard for this, so I'm I'm proud of all of them. Well, for sure, because it's not every day that something like this happens, especially in, in your own city, you know, you independent labels are out there, uh, all the time, you know, there's tons of those, but it seems like when you get real commercial labels, especially ones that have been around for, you know, 25 years, a quarter of a century, that's, you know, probably what been around since you were what, 10 years old or something like that. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, no, before I'm, I'm 28. So, Oh, so you were, since you were three years old. I was a toddler. <laughs> uh, and that's really things that 
that musicians aspire to do. I mean, I know everybody out there is like, man, especially once you get older into your like late thirties and forties and stuff. And you're like, man, I don't know if I would take it if, if anything happens because you've heard horror stories of labels. Yeah. And even still, you know, I think anybody out there would at least have to try it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and you know, we we we're I, I don't know if I could say how many, but we just you know we committed to future albums with them and some other things, and you know like I said, it, everything seems to be falling into place because it, it, the guys that I'm working with in Volcandra, they just have River and Jamie, the guitar players, just have a absolute catalog of songs and riffs and everything ready to go so they can sit there and sift and see which songs match with each other or how they can slightly shift this one to match it you know we can just put together all these compilations of music and get them ready to go and it's just the way these guys work and the way prosthetic works just matches up real well it's just so you know when they say they're going to do something something gets done and they get it done in the timely fashion so it's just it's been a great relationship already so absolutely and i you hit on something there just a second ago about both of the guitar players, you know, just running and jumping at whatever, you know, yeah. having this back catalog of songs written to to know what goes with what. And I've always equated music, especially in anything like a four or five person band. There's always usually those two guys that have this grand vision of everything, of what needs to be done. And those are the ones that, that drive that, have that driving force. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, they, our, all the guys, and, you know, and even with, we've got Dave from Cryptic Him as the vocals. So, and if you've seen Dave play, you know, he's a really good guitar player. So we've got him on, you know, ready to go too if he ever, you know, decides to write stuff, which I think might be happening. So, that, I mean, that would be, you know, we've just got, such caliber of just hardworking guys in this that yeah, it just everything is just working real smoothly. It's a well-oiled machine right now. I think it's a good way to describe it. Hell yeah, and that's where it needs to be because you you can't be a slouch. And you know now is where the real hard work begins. Mm-hmm. Is once once you're you're there, you have to now you have to prove everything. Because yeah. people are going to get jealous and they're going to be like, oh, they only got this because of blah, blah, blah. No, that's not always the fucking case. I mean, I, granted, it may be in some cases, but people don't understand hard work yeah. nah. and how it affects everybody else. And, and everybody's work ethic is vastly different. Mm-hmm. So kudos to you guys for that. That is fucking awesome. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com bigcartel.com Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. 
We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one because they stopped beating their wives. And weird we never even thought of. Well, no. My friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. (laughs) Weird. It's going to get weird is the name of the podcast. Available everywhere. And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. Over the last few years, you guys released the first album right as COVID happened. Literally. I mean, like, like two weeks and then the world shut fucking down. Yeah, we we released the album. I forget the exact day. I think it was February twenty seventh or twenty eighth. It was one of them. But we went on tour for like a week and four days, and then the day we got back, I got a message because I was promoting shows back then. I got a message from a band saying, "Hey, this is happening." You know, because I, I don't get I don't scroll through much through Facebook or pay too much attention to the news. So. You know, they were like, hey, this is happening. We're going to go ahead and cancel our tour. And then I heard another band canceling their tour. And I was like, okay, this is getting serious. And it was right when we had gotten back. I mean, we got so lucky. I mean, if we waited another month, that release would have went a lot different. Definitely. And how, I mean, obviously now at the end of this, the COVID deal, you're, you're making this great ass announcement, you know, signing to prosthetic. So, how did the the process work through the last couple of years? Because I know limited shows may have happened like one or two a year at that point. I mean, just how did it work? So basically what we did was after the album, we had already had some stuff written for, you know, what we wanted to go with next. And we saw COVID and everybody, you know, we kept saying we started recording, I think, in April. So, you know, from March, after we got back from the tour, you know, the release tour in April, we started recording the next piece of music. And it was, uh, you know, like I said, it, everything was a well-oiled machine and the guys were moving and we got in with Devin and we started recording and then everything, like you said, just went to shit. And the world started burning and, you know, everything slowed down except the guys. It put them in front of their computers more, which, you know, pl- they plug in and they record through their interfaces and, you know, it just cranked out so much music. So we had, you know, started writing this next material and we had started recording it and we were wondering what to do. And we were like, well, you know, there's, we can't really tour on anything right now. And, you know, so we decided to release as a, this is released. Basically the EP will be out. It's called border world. Um, that's good. It's a four song EP that we were, uh, written and recorded with Devin again, but, uh, we got that recorded, uh, really fast after we got back from tour actually surprisingly and but we wanted to sit on it because we couldn't do anything you know there was nothing that we could do right uh spring was shut down venues were shut down everything was just you know done for you know that time frame 
So we waited and waited, and finally, you know, everything started kind of clearing up, and we had sent the EP out to Steve because he included us in his top records of 2020 list, and we caught attention to that. So we got his email and sent it to him, and it just went from there. So... You know, we all thought we wanted to wait till COVID was, you know, going away and things really started opening back up before we could, you know, get back out there so we could get back out there and hit it with full force, you know. So, hell yeah. Pack more people into the room, I guess. So, I do want to ask this because on the Metal Archives, which is kind of like Wikipedia, for everything they get right, they get some things wrong because it's a, yeah. it's an edit, it's edited by its users. Okay. Yeah. So, as for a genre that you've assigned you on here, melodic black metal, I could kind of see some of that. Uh, so you said the name of the EP is Border World. Now, yeah. looking through the previous releases that you have done, uh, like uh, Planes of Despair, Into the Azure, are, are I'm kind of sensing like a little bit of a of a thematic thing here. Yeah, there is definitely a theme uh, behind the music. Our vocalist Dave is uh to put it politely dave's a nerd uh, <laughs> aren't we all really, on something he, though he is a he is a sci-fi man you could talk to him about you know some old black and white movies from the 60s and he'll know what you're talking about but a lot of the music is actually based on video games and a lot of lyrics the lyrics and stuff are based on video games uh specifically like games like half-life uh i know the new ep border world has a uh song inspired by shadow of the colossus uh Betruger is inspired by doom um so there's just a bunch of different video game influences and yeah he's he we're all into sci-fi though we're all a bunch of nerds i would be lying to you if i told you we, you know we weren't so definitely so I guess the reason why I ask that is because the the actual first full length that you had has some amazing artwork on there, and the other the 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 Opeth cover and yeah. the the single has some amazing artwork as well. Are we continuing along those paths with the artwork? Yes, the artwork, uh, as you'll see, is uh, done by a guy. And I hope I'm saying this correctly. His name is Verices Otek. He uh, has done stuff for like Amon and Marth, um, Cattle Decapitation. He did the Planes of Despair uh, uh, cover. He did the uh, Demon of the Fall cover. Cover, <laughs> um, and you know he's a, he's just a great artist and he's super easy to work with. He works with you the whole way, and he also has done, uh, as you'll see, uh, he did a tour poster for us that we're going to turn into a shirt design later on down the road too. So amazing. He's just, <laughs> to work with and you know great guy you know always uh always on point always meets deadlines and you know that's about all i can ask for so hell yeah so now like i said a minute ago the now the real hard work begins so now it's all about you know not not quitting your day job but you got to go on tour right yeah yeah so yeah, we've, we've got some tours lined out already so we're we're all planned out and ready to go hell yeah uh, anything, are y'all sticking to the States currently and then possibly saying where things go and then going overseas or how's that going to work? Yes. Overseas is definitely something that we've talked about. Uh, we don't have anything lined up, but that's definitely something for the future that we would like to, uh, go over there and do. I, um, I don't know if you guys know, but Nick Burks is actually heading over there really, really soon. Yeah. Uh, 
with Warcloud, I think, isn't it? Is it with Warcloud? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And I know there's some other things in the fire there. So yeah. I, I know he's, he's headed over, and um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Nick is the busiest man in this region. He, Let's just say he, that. Yeah, he gets it done. That's That's how it is. For sure, you know. And there's not anybody I don't think he could play with, honestly. Well, there's a few people that I know he couldn't play with, but that's another (laughs) story for another day. Uh, (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, So I'm excited because it's just like, holy shit, I've got to go out and and see this now. I want to see you guys in these, you know, palace theaters. And I love mid-sized places. I'm not going to lie, I'm not a huge fan of like giant arena shows anymore as I've gotten older. But like these like these mid-level seating like 3-4000 seat places, I absolutely love. Like I saw Testament and Exodus and Death Angel in a place like that. I saw King Diamond in a place like that and it it's just fucking rad. It's more yeah. intimate, it's more personal to me. Uh, speaking of venues like that, I actually just did some electrical work at the uh, Louisville Palace and Ballroom. Oh wow, cool! I was just right. there for the Who show. I was I was literally working there that day. The fans on the smoke deck outside and the lights right there at the entrance. That was uh, what I was working on. <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, and and that brings up a very interesting point. And this could be a huge learning experience for a lot of younger musicians that listen to the show. Is you just said that you were doing electrical work. Mm-hmm. So you are a skilled electrician. Yes. So that is one of the greatest positions you could ever have. Oh, yeah. I because go everybody's going to need electric. Oh, yeah. I could go anywhere in this city and get a job at any point. It's Once you have that experience, no one can take it away from you. Well, and, no. and city hell. I mean, if you decided to move out to L.A. or whatever, yeah, yeah. you, you it, could have something. Yeah. Country, honestly, yeah. About the only ones who do it backwards is Indiana, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, because that's Indiana. That's what they yeah. do. It's everything's yeah, backwards have, here. I think actually, if I if I'm not mistaken, I think Indiana is actually the farthest uh, state behind in the national electric codes. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sure it is. They're just whack whack crazy shit. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> um, always fun to work over there. Oh, I bet. Now but my point was this is saying, you know, while you're trying to achieve your goals of being a touring musician out there, learn a trade, do something that you can fall back on because, okay. you know, this, this is not an easy life as a musician. Oh. And, you know, there's going to be times where you think you're going to be border borderline homeless because of being a musician. And yep. until that one time comes that it's just like, it's that one payoff, but it's always that one payoff. And when is it going to happen? Is it even going to happen? So seriously, take your time, learn something to fall back on. And because you'll always be able to make money doing that as well as, you know, you could still always play. Very good advice. Very good advice. Well, dude, I am super excited for you guys. This is such grand news and it's great that it's that it's happening to somebody in the region where I'm at. You know, in the Louisville, Kentucky area, it's always nice to see your friends do something, you know, that's heavy like this. This is fucking rad. 
Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Hell yeah. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground. From the graves of all those unholy. And they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats. They're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Let's go ahead and shift gears here and let's get into some general profile questions for you because you didn't get to answer some of these the last time. The the show, you know, it was about three years ago you were on the show, back in April of 2019. So I'm excited because you're the first radio guy that's come back on here. Hey, I'm, I'm happy to be back. It's always good talking to you. Hell yeah. Um, who would be a dream musician that you would ever want to meet or work with? Oh, the, that would be two different things because meeting and working with somebody, hanging out and working with somebody are two completely yes. different things. Uh, I, if I had to hang out and meet with somebody, I would probably want to hang out and meet with uh, probably a veteran. So I'd say somebody like you mentioned earlier, like King Diamond. I absolutely love King Diamond and just the things he does and not only the things he does, but just the things that the musicians he brought in have done and other bands as well. So... I'd say King Diamond would be a fun one just to sit down and have a conversation with. Oh, but, for uh, sure. As far as uh, meeting, I, I would love to absolutely party with the dudes from Hellstorm. I've listened to Hellstorm all the time. They were always my go-to back in the day when I would drink with friends. So I would absolutely love to you know, throw down some shots of rum with the guys in Hellstorm. Hell yeah, dude. That See, and you did say Hellstorm and not Hailstorm. Yes, Hailstorm. <laughs> 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 it's like man i didn't think you would want to party with lizzie hale that's cool no <laughs> no for sure they seem like such like party animal guys that are just yeah. like fucking drink yeah, it's fun that's you know that's that's what we're pretty much all about so you know we don't get too much into the the satan and the occult and the blood and the death and all that stuff we're just trying to have fun you know that's what that's what we're doing we like playing cool riffs so right and that's where it's all about 
Yeah. And that's 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 birth of thrash right there. It's like, yeah. hey, listen to this cool riff. <laughs> yeah. And drink this beer while you're doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so speaking of being a skilled uh, laborer like an electrician, have you learned any new skills over the last couple of years with the pandemic? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I have a, a, a tendency to pick a hobby and um, stick with it until I feel like I'm pretty proficient at it, and then I'll drop it. Uh, so I did a little hunting during the um, the uh, pandemic. I learned how to build and maintain guns. Uh, I learned how to... Um, uh, I went fishing a lot. I used to go fishing back in the day, but I hadn't been really as an adult. So I started fishing really, like, three to four times a week. I was down at the Falls of the Ohio fishing. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I was doing that a lot. But, uh, you know, there's just been so much that I've just picked up on. A lot of new video games and things like that. So it's For been sure. A, it's it, been a fruitful pandemic. <laughs> definitely. And, you know, that's the whole thing. You said that, you know, you went hunting and things like that. And I've never been really a big hunter or anything. But I like to, you know, I like to go to the range and, and fire off a few times a yeah. year. But that's the real big thing is, like, being able to take apart and clean a firearm is definitely a ridiculous respect for that. Yeah. It's yeah. Van- it got to the point where I, I was, I learned, I wanted to get an AR when the pandemic first, you know, started. And I just wanted to get an AR because I saw everybody was having sales on them. And I had thought about it before, but I just never really, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I don't, I'm never going to go shooting. But I bought an AR, and I was like, well, you know what? I want to build one. So I built one, and then I built another, and then another, and then I started building them from scratch. You know, it was just, it was like, it was crazy. And then it became an addiction almost. <laughs> I almost, almost, yeah. I'm glad I got out of it, because guns is a very money, um, oh, yeah. because, you know, once you start, because you can buy, you know, just the pieces and stuff of offline and have them shipped to your gun store and go pick them up. And you know, it's almost like doing a puzzle, kind of. It's pretty, it's 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 therapeutic at some point. But you know, it, it was it was something I learned, and that fishing and all that, just going outside and being outside, and you know, that was real. That was kind of refreshing to me because I kind of lost that over the past, you know, few years before that. Hell yeah! What's your most cringeworthy moment on stage? Man, why you got to ask the tough questions? Because <laughs> that's uh, how it is. We got to now that you're about to go on this, like whatever you know, huge, possibly huge tour. Now we got to find out what up to this date is your most cringeworthy moment because it's obviously going to change here soon. Yeah, oh, it's something's going to happen. I, I think I was playing in Lexington. At, I think it was Best Friends or Al's or one of those. And I was playing down there, and I had a vocal part. But this is when I was playing with my other band, the the well, before Volcandra, and uh, I, I forgot of my vocal part. So for some reason, I just decided to scream like a redneck into the mic. Not even like a metal scream. It was just like a, a yay, you know. For some reason, that's what I did. And I turned over, and my vocalist was looking just dead at me, like, "What did you just do?" <laughs> <laughs> that's harsh. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, you were in Lexington, so you're speaking the language. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have tons of friends in Lexington, and oh, they're oh, all oh. awesome people. Trust me, I, I, we get along just fine with them. <laughs> right. <laughs> what is a band that you like that none of your friends like? 
there was a band that I actually discovered not too long ago called Unto Others. Oh, God, uh, yes. Yeah, man, I'm digging them. But, you know, every time I show them to somebody, everybody's like, oh, the vocal thing for me. Don't like it. Don't like it. No. I'm just like, oh, man, this stuff is just, it's like, it's, oh, I love it. I absolutely love Unto Others, man. They have been. Uh, Hell awesome. No, they're great. Uh, and here's a shameless plug for the show. If you go back to the archives of June of 2020, you can listen to the Idle Hand Slash Unto Others episode with, with Gabriel Franco. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gabe's totally cool, dude. He was yeah. we just like okay. messaged him and he was just like, yeah, man. Yeah, sure. That sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> cool. So, yeah. So, out there, there's always these classic albums that everybody talks about. Paranoid by Black Sabbath. You know, Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, if that's your thing. You know, yeah. Back in Black. You know, the first four Metallica albums. You know, there's these classic albums out there that are just so revered by f metal fans alike. Well, maybe not fucking Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. I'm just using it as an example. So, <laughs> what is a classic album that you do not have a copy of. I do not like Kill 'Em All at all. Ooh, so you don't have it? No, I do not. I, I've never had it. I don't plan on getting it. I, I, I like. Uh, I really like Master. I really like Ride the Lightning. I like the Black Album, and I like Injustice. And other than that, the rest of it can just go away and disappear. Now. Okay. I will say the new album, uh, Hardwired, was actually pretty decent. I was surprised with some, of, you know, the riffs on that album. There was some pretty good riffing on that album. So, yeah. but yeah, don't like Kill 'Em All at all. Okay, so so is it like a production thing? No, I just it just doesn't do anything for me, man. It just, you know, I guess it's because I start the first Metallica song I ever heard, I believe, was uh, Master of Puppets. Okay, so I get that. Maybe that was my expectations of them and. I don't know what it is, but I've just never been a fan of it. Definitely. And there's some songs on there that I could really, like, leave. I, I don't yeah. want to say take or leave or anything, because a lot of those songs, like, I could never listen to Seek and Destroy ever again in my life and be fine with it. Just because you've heard it so much? Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, for a time, you know, I was in a band at one time. Actually, it was, it was Overload. But I was, <laughs> we used to cover it. And it was just like, meh, God, God, this again. <laughs> and seeing them do it live, it's like, it's like I could really leave sad but true because I've seen an inner Sandman because I've seen them play it so many times. Yeah. But like, there's other things that I would like, you know, even black album stuff like, uh, the struggle within. I'm like, fuck, you're going to play that? Hell yeah. And I finally got to see it. So, <laughs> oh. Louder than life. I went Sunday. I went only on Sunday. Yeah. And I went and got a uh, little tipsy. Uh, River called me and said, Hey, I got an extra ticket to Louder than Life. Do you want to come see Metallica tonight? And I, I said, well, well, boy, do I. And uh, I saddled up my horse and I went on over to see Metallica. And they were like, Okay, we're doing the Black Album in its entirety tonight, but we're going to do it backwards. I was like, Holy shit. Yeah. They they started off with the, I, I think it was it the struggle within. Yep. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, they started off with that, and I, 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 I cried a little bit just because that that you know I've been waiting to see Metallica forever. You know, I tell everybody I'm named after a Metallica song. You know, Dire's Eve, 
I, I, I highly doubt that's the case. My dad wasn't a big heavy metal fan, but yeah, see, I like and cool. and I'm gonna be that guy, and I'm like, okay, he was a Led Zeppelin fan, wasn't he? There you go. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, <laughs> I was told that it was uh, a uh, baseball player that had the last name Dyer, and he, that's how he found out about it, and that's how he really liked, or that's what that's why he liked it. So that's what he used. But hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so I got a few more. Uh, what is something you've always wanted to do, but you're not coordinated enough to do? Uh, um, coordinated enough to do. I'd like to give somebody a tattoo one time. That'd be cool. But I would, <laughs> I definitely, uh, probably messed up their skin. Right. Yeah. So. They're, you know, that is a trade where where people are like that. People that don't have tattoos, they're like, oh, they're just tracing. Anybody can do it. No, fuck that. No, yeah, they no. can't. <laughs> skilled labor, right there. Yes, very skilled. And you know, a lot of them work for a lot less than what they're worth. Unfortunately, yeah, that is true. So, you know, I can't remember that from the last time I actually saw you in person. You are, are you are a tattoo guy, right? You have tattoos. I have, I have one. What the hell? You're in a metal band that's that's going on tour. You need more. You need sleeves I'm, like tomorrow. I'm the wait till you see the uh, the press release photos, man. I'm the only short haired guy in the whole band. Oh I shit! Cut, you, you just I've, I've, what I've is this? What is this? 1995 Metallica? Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, see, I'm the only short hair. Everybody else got long hair. I cut my hair. I was like, man, I'm I'm done with this because you know I'm up, up in an attic or something like that, running a wire. The hair's in your face. It's hot. You know. Oh just, yeah. It got too much to deal with, so I I snipped it off. But I still get shit from Dave and River all the time about it. Well, see, now you can now you can grow back out. Maybe. Uh, another lighthearted question here: What's your favorite animal? Dogs. Dogs. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love dogs. I absolutely love them. Hell yeah. Do you have a particular kind? Are you like a big like Rottweiler Husky guy or are you like Chihuahuas or some shit? I have a Border Collie. that okay. I've, I've had a dog my entire life that I can remember. I've always had a dog. And this Border Collie, I've never had one before this one. I went to a customer's house and I worked there for about three to four days. And every day on my lunch break, I'd go throw ball with their dog. <laughs> at my lunch and it made me want a border collie and i lost a uh german shepherd husky that i'd grown close to and i was calling around and somebody i knew had said hey yeah we got a uh, border collie that we really can't take care of you know it's too high energy i said i'm on my way let me come see her and i've still got her and she's the absolute best dog i've ever had in my life and i don't think i'll ever own anything else besides a border collie so hell yeah see that's that's awesome yeah that is totally fucking cool, man. For sure. Uh, what is a song you could never tire of listening to? Oh, man. Uh, Cousin Dupree by uh, uh, Steely Dan, probably. Wow, that's an interesting one to hear. Oh, yeah. you'll. It's a real interesting one. If, if, if y'all get a chance, just go listen to uh, Cousin Dupree by... Uh, uh, Steely Dan. It's a very Kentucky-esque song, but right. 
it's a very catchy song and the I don't know what it is about that album, but the snare on that album is absolutely just am- amazing. I don't know what that dude did. He hit the magic button on that snare mic because that out. Al- uh, yeah, that's a great. Al- oh, so what you're telling me is he, you know, that's the basis for where Lars got the idea for him, right? Yeah. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> Good old Lars. <laughs> that's terrible. Now, you know, I up, never I miss actually a moment. had a copy of St. Anger. So. I listen to it pretty often. <laughs> right. I never yeah. miss a moment to rag on it. Seriously. Yeah. Is, is yeah. If I can bring it up, and in, in, I think it's, it's like that, that sign that's it's like in the workplace. It's like, we've had zero days since our last incident, or we've had 241 days since our last incident. It's probably been six days since my last uh, mention of St. Anger on the show, <laughs> which was last week, so. But keep fighting that fight. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to make sure that no one ever forgets it. Yeah. I mean, you can't, man. That thing still gives me a headache to this day. <laughs> Nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> They're all nightmare long, huh? <laughs> uh, Metallica representatives, if you are listening, it's all a joke. It really yeah. is. <laughs> and we love you. Give us free stuff, please. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day, all with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called the Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is the Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 
888-447-4750. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. What album is an absolute playthrough for you? Mm. Well, here lately, um, I know we were talking about Under Others earlier. That's been a good one for me. I've been listening to that, their strength album a lot. But like, as far as like always and has been, always been there and always will be, um, man, that's a hard one. There's been so many really good ones that I just, I've listened to so much over the years. I try to think of something a little bit older that I can, you know, that's like I said, that I've always listened to, but I'm trying to think of something that's like always been on my playlist. Uh, I'd probably say Dirt. Uh, I really like Dirt. Dirt's a great album. Uh, Alice in Chains. Hell yeah. So that's a, uh, that album, you know, it's an older one. I've, I heard it on the radio and of course I wanted it as soon as I heard it. So that was another one of those where I owned it and I uh, just listened to it all the time. You know, and I will say this about the whole grunge thing. You know, Nirvana, uh, I was about to say Pantera, uh, <laughs> Nirvana, Pearl Jam, you know, uh, Alice in Chains, fucking all of those bands. They are, Alice in Chains in particular, in my estimation, in my opinion, are like the heaviest grunge band out there. And it's not, and it's not a matter of what they are playing like distorted chords or anything like that. I've always been an advocate for things can be heavy on a lyrical content that that yeah. make them heavy songs. Yeah. And that band, whether it be Lane singing stuff, Jerry singing stuff, whatever, has always had a super heavy lyrical content mm-hmm. to, to go with, you know, their sound. And they they were like they were heavy as a band. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, if you just listen to the We Die Young or the actual song Dirt or any of those, like, you could put that up against any modern metal song in in terms of heaviness, you know? Oh, for sure. For absolutely sure. So, as always, links are listed below, so please give a like, share, and follow to these guys. Go to their Bandcamp, buy albums, buy merch, wherever you can. The links will be listed below. Dyer, do you have anybody you want to give shout-outs to today? Uh, everybody in Volcandra, uh, you guys are working so hard. I love you boys. Uh, uh, give a shout out to Nick Burks for doing everything for us. You know, he's a, he's a great guy. He does so much for us. We can't say thanks enough. And to, uh, everybody at the prosthetic refuge camp for having faith in us and, uh, shoving us out into the world. So, uh, thanks to all those people. And thanks to you actually too. Dude, I appreciate this. This is, like I said, it's been a long time coming and I've been wanting to get some more of the radio uh, show guests back on the show, but hey, I mean, it's it's there was a pandemic, and now that yeah. now that we're out of it, I'm going to be able to be do be able to do some of these more. What I'm referring to is reforged episodes where I get to follow oh, up with people. That's cool. I like that. That's clever. You're clever. <laughs> ah, see, they come to me usually a few minutes late, but they're still there. <laughs> so, final question of the day is I used to ask like you know what album changed your life but I'm kind of leaning away from that because I want to gear this out to more a, a younger based audience cuz most of my listeners are in their 
you know, 30s to 50s. So let's get into this. Let's get these younger musicians listening to the show. What is something that you could impart to a younger musician advice wise that you that you've been able to that you can your wisdom that you could instill to them? Do not limit yourself to just metal music. Metal music may seem on the outside to have the most talent or the most heaviness or the most flair and all that stuff. But if you know where to look, you can find hidden gems in every genre that completely shit on anything any metal musician can probably do. So you got to, you got to know where to dig and don't, cause that was my mistake when I was younger. Uh, I was, you know, Oh, if it ain't metal, I don't even want to, you know, I don't fuck with it. You know, that was such a mistake because there's a lot of gems out there and genres you wouldn't expect. So, yes, I a hundred percent agree with you on that, that, you know, there is always something out there that will impress you from something else, whether it be Willie Nelson or Lemmy or, you know, you, you had mentioned, you know, the song that you could never tire of listening to was Steely Dan song. And I was like, Hey, that's kind of odd. Because I don't get Steely Dan that often on here. Oh, really? I love that. I love Steely Dan. Some of the most talented dudes in the world, man. They're they're they are awesome. They get to pick and choose who they want to work with, and they always just come out with you know good, just good written music. So definitely, yeah. Dyer, thank you so much for coming on the Metal Forge this week, and again, congratulations Absolutely. on the news. That is super fucking rad. I am so excited for you guys. Like thank you, thank beyond you. fucking belief. Uh, I appreciate that. That means a lot, man. I appreciate it. You got this new EP coming out soon. Can we're going to go ahead and play something from it because it was debuted yesterday. What are we going to play off of the uh, off of the new EP? Well, the single is called Talon Four. It's a pretty little uh, song that starts off uh, a little slow and then it uh, it hits you right in the face. It's definitely my. I'd say either my first or second favorite off the EP, but it's a, it's a really good little song, and uh, I hope everybody likes it. Hell it's yeah. Really, I think this will be the one that gets people uh, moshing and spinning around and doing crazy stuff. So. Fucking yeah. So, metalheads out there, you heard him. This is Talon 4.
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.